Another episode, Triflix Cast. I'm Tristan Watkins, and this is the show where we interview creative, innovative, entrepreneurial people trying to make a difference in the world, make a difference in their community, better themselves, all that type of thing. And we have a guy exemplifying several of those aspects, uh, Mr. Ryan Fur. Hey, Ryan, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So now it may be weird because you might not know Ryan, but he is a guy that is in the same market as we are. He's doing the v photo work, the video work, the design, the graphics, all that type of thing. But it's com community over competition here. And that's something we like to uphold. And with that being said, we bring him in here today to uh, discuss what his journey is. We want to learn his story, why he is doing the things he's doing. Uh, and with that, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit, bud? Sure. Uh, my name's Ryan Fur. Um, I own a company called Ryan Fur Creative. Um, it was a very creative name that we came up with for that. Um, I, I actually like that. <laughs> Everybody has a media studio. Uh, creative studios sound way better. Right. Yeah. So I've been um, working in various creative things for a long time and started this company um, a couple of years ago now. And uh, been in Columbus for about... Um, now I got to remember 15 years, yeah, 16 years. I don't remember now anyway. Uh, so yeah, we moved over. I moved over here cause my wife uh, graduated a year before I did from IU and moved over here. And uh, this is where we've been ever since. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as far as your journey though, you haven't, you didn't start out in the video field, did you? Or the photo, the creative arts? No, I did not. No. Okay. Um, so after uh, after coming out of IU, I mean, I really just worked some random jobs, mm -hmm. <laughs> as a lot of people probably tried to or end up doing out of college. So um, stuff even like working at Menards and things like that. And then I ended up um, getting hired on at a local printer to do their uh, graphic design work, which I had, you know, I'd been doing on and off for a long time. I kind of started doing it because... I was in a band and we needed t-shirts and yeah. a website and that kind of stuff. So I started doing some design work uh, for that and then was kind of doing it freelance and started doing it for the uh, printing place here in town. Yeah. Um, and then actually from there ended up going into um, a staff position at Terrace Lake Church here in town mm -hmm. leading worship and uh, did that for a little over eight years or yeah. so. Yeah. So it sounds like as far as the creative role, that was something you adopted uh, and learned to support your musical career, uh -huh. way, right? Yeah. And then you started picking up the web design, started picking up the shirt design. So uh, a lot of design aspects going into that. Mm -hmm. And then that moves you um, into the role at Terrace Lake and you found a way to make music a paying Paid gig, you yeah. Know? Living the dream, <laughs> yeah. That's not easy to do most times. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. And uh, from there, where did where did you end up going? Um, so I did like the music there at the church, but I also did the graphic design work for that as well, and got into the website and an app for the church. And then while I was there, also got into starting to do video mm -hmm. for the church specifically. Um, and kind of moved more into what a lot of churches call a creative arts yeah. role in doing a lot of that stuff um, in addition to doing music stuff too. So 
Yeah. Um, so throughout this period of time, are you still trying to keep a band together or are you going independent or did you put that on hold to per- just maintain the job? Yeah. So we, it wasn't long um, after I started at the church that the band kind of fizzled out. I mean, we'd been doing it for a long time, done some really cool stuff and played festivals and, you know, the Indianapolis stop of warp tour and had some endorsements and cool stuff that a lot of bands don't get to do. Um, but yeah, it just kind of fizzled out. Some of the guys moved away. Mm -hmm. Um, my brother was a part of the band and he left to do other things. And so it was kind of like, yeah, I think it's time to move on to something else, but Mm -hmm. you know, and it helped that I had was doing music at the church. So kind of filled that, um, fulfilled that passion that I still had for playing music and that kind of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And then, um, are you still doing worship there? You said for eight years, is, is this still part of that eight years? Um, no. So, I mean, I'm not on staff there anymore. I've been, um, out of that staff position for a couple of years now, but still, um, still really involved there mm-hmm. and, uh, doing some music stuff there, but also leading for a handful of other churches. Um, I've been able to fill in for people if they've had someone leave a position or, you know, their teams just need a break and that kind of stuff or want variety of having multiple leaders because some Mm -hmm. churches don't have that. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of, it's cool. It's given me an opportunity to be a part of multiple churches, Yeah, you know, kids meet different congregations and communities. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And all the places have a little different style, Mm -hmm. you know, and different musicians to play with and that kind of thing. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. You go up there and you're like, where's the drums? Like, Oh, we don't, we don't do drums here. (laughs) Yes. That doesn't, luckily if they don't have drums, they're probably not inviting me. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, man. Uh, Yeah. You, you definitely do have a style, uh, with your music. Uh, would you like, to elaborate on that a little bit um yeah well so the first band that i had was like a hardcore metal band which obviously is not what i'm doing in the churches (laughs) (laughs) um but i don't know i mean it's it's probably a pretty typical more um modern worship style kind of thing but i i do enjoy a little bit more on the like rock and roll side there's some guys out now that are doing more like almost like Southern rock that's kind of creeping into the church a little bit more, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like that stuff too, because a lot of times it tends to be a little more, um, just the lyrical content seems to be a little more real, um, a little more authentic sometimes than just kind of a generic, um, Crowder and Hillsong. Right. And <laughs> no, well, okay. I'm wearing a Crowder hat. But. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily lump him in there, but most of the stuff of his that gets played in church is that way. But mm. um, I mean, it's just that mainstream yeah. and it's whatever gets adopted, you know. Right. Uh, it, yeah. And it's I don't think I, I, I believe that when the person was writing the song, it meant something. But right. whenever you've heard that song 30, 40 times, you know, <laughs> it, it starts to take away a little bit of that meaning or at least you, you start to overlook it, I guess. Yeah. It becomes more of a. Uh, a pattern or part of the tradition yeah and there's there is there's a balance there because not everyone's musical and you need songs that are easy for people to sing yeah and, yeah. and learn and that kind of stuff and but, plus i mean if you have a new song every week and it, people still want to learn it so they can sing along they aren't reading the script the whole time yeah you know? like they <laughs> right want, they want to be a part of that moment yep 
and that's uh that's pretty cool uh so from from there you have that eight eight year stint at mm-hmm. uh, terrace lake you're still a part of that community yep uh and do you go independent then or what is um what was your next move um i mean that was pretty much it my um i think my my only option was really well i've got these creative skills that i've been using for mm-hmm. so many years in one way or another it kind of went from doing it for my band to helping other bands out with it and that kind of stuff into like hey some people might pay me to do this for them <laughs> um then to you know i when i first moved to columbus i kind of tried to do the freelance thing and just you know something just didn't click it was so hard to to yeah. find work and that kind of thing and i think part of that is time just the kind of the landscape has changed that it's a lot more open to freelancers now than yeah. an agency and yeah. and that kind of thing but also just because now that i've been here long enough i know people you know when i was first here i had no connection really with anybody so it was so difficult to even Mm -hmm. you know people don't really appreciate like blind sales anymore they want to they want to know the people they're working with you know yeah and i think that's a good thing but now i feel like i have that so it's been um it'll be two years in may doing this independently and it's still all just referrals and word of mouth and um you know thank thankfully we've done good work for people and they've enjoyed it and they've told other people about it and so so yeah it's been really good what's been the um uh your favorite part out of out of that process and that journey Hmm. or i guess what's been your favorite projects that you've worked on recently right i mean like i've loved so i've actually moved more into the video side and less on the design side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that it's kind of a constant learning process. Like you're, oh yeah, you've never figured it all out and everything. And um, so that's really cool. But I'm, I'm trying to think of favorite projects. I mean, I love just the work in general because there are so many different things and every project is kind of a new, like, okay, figure out how we can do this. And, um, how we can make it the best that it can be. Um, I actually love just one I did recently kind of combined two things that I love so much. We did like a drum cover video, um, for, uh, for a guy named Zach Dean, who is a ridiculous drummer. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I've known him, you know, for a long time. And so he asked us to do that. And that was super fun because it's not, not every video shoot you end up doing, a little more creative lighting and yeah. fog and that kind of stuff. And usually the more um, money you get paid, the less creative you're allowed to be. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> so the corporate, the corporate people, man, they got money and mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to be able to get paid for what you do, but it is really refreshing whenever you get to have those independent projects where, you know, you just get to be creative and do whatever you want when yeah. you try new things and practice all these um, like little uh, techniques you've been learning, but haven't had mm-hmm. the right project to use it on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Was there um, was there any projects recently that you? Because uh, you said it's it's always good learning new things. So was there anything recently that you've learned and applied to a project? Oh gosh, there's probably a lot. I just have to narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anymore, it's like I feel like I learn things daily, mm-hmm. even just from from YouTube and there's so many guys that I follow on there that just, you know, have so much expertise and can offer little things that make a big difference. 
Um, I mean, really, I think the biggest thing for me lately has just been um, just learning and experimenting more with lighting yeah. and realizing that, you know, you can have you can do video video with your iPhone and make it look good if you know what you're doing with lighting. And yep. because there's so much starting out that you're like, well, I, I need that camera, but it's, you know, yeah. $3,000 and I need that. And you end up thinking, I got to spend $20,000 before I can make a good video, you know? And so yeah. I think that has been super cool and realizing it's fine. Like whatever, whatever gear you have, learn how to use it mm -hmm. the best you can and practice with it as much as you can. And it's really the camera, you know, the camera can only see what you give it. Right. So the lighting just became so much a bigger part of it than what I yeah. knew in the beginning, you know? Yeah. So. They, they would say like, uh, you with a $50,000 camera can't compete with, uh, any of the great directors like the Taika Watiki or um, was it Michael Bay, uh -huh. the James Camerons with a cell phone. Right. Because the, just the vast amount of knowledge, the experience they have, their uh, their comprehension of lighting and framing, positioning, uh, all that stuff, uh, all just the plot lines, like mm -hmm. everything that goes into making a cinema uh, happen, it isn't based on money i mean money makes it a little bit easier i'm sure but <laughs> right <laughs> like you have to have that base knowledge those fundamentals it's like playing a sport if you don't have the fundamentals it doesn't matter how tricky or fancy you are it's um you won't be able to compete at the same level yeah or at least not in most cases that i can think of <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> yeah so uh, as far as uh your goals moving forward um what's uh What's well, like your one year? Because you're you're independent now. You mm -hmm. start start your company. You're starting to do a little bit more on the video work. What are your like one and five year goals moving forward? Yeah, I mean, of course, um, just continuing to grow the company, which you know has already just been more than I ever expected. Um, so I think even within one year, I'm already looking at hiring someone full time to help with. Um, you know, assist on filming and doing editing and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, because we've got enough, enough clients at this point and most of those are returning clients. That's so awesome. it's, um, when that happens, every time you get a new client, it just kind of continues to, to build up. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's starting to get to the point where it's hard for me myself to keep up with all of it. So, yeah. um, so that one year, definitely that, um, you know, just getting, getting some help there and continuing to grow the client base, um, within five years. I mean, I'd like to, um, just again, with the constant learning, I'd really like to do some stuff that I haven't done before more like, a um, a short film project. Yeah. I've got, um, also, um, friends that are missionaries in Colombia that we've talked about doing kind of a documentary mm -hmm. project and that kind of stuff. So, um, it's a little bit intimidating just because of the, the scope of a, of a project that big, especially outside of the country. Yeah. Um, but really exciting just to think about doing some new stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's um, definitely something new. Yeah. And I mean, I'd, I'd love to hire multiple people if it comes to that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a big part of why I want to do that is just because it's been like super freeing to work for myself and um kind of be just 
in control of what I'm doing and have um, creative freedom and that kind of thing. And um, my goal in hiring people is, um, you know, even though they're working for me to give them that feeling of working for themselves. And, um, you know, I just, I knew that I was never really cut out for the, the nine to five office job and that kind of thing that it just wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling for me. Mm -hmm. And probably just the creative personality that it's hard to do the same thing day in and day out at the same time. And yep. it, you know, it kind of takes all the fun out of everything. So, yeah. so hopefully um, being able to kind of offer that to somebody else too. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, with uh, this creative outlet, you know, whether that be the uh, design work, the video work, photography and all that, what has been your biggest inspiration for you getting started in that field? Or was it just, hey, I, this could be fun, and then you just go out and try it? <laughs> um, I mean, when I was doing video for the church, I knew, like, I could tell that, man, this is something I would really love to do. Um, because I, I don't know. There's just, I think the big difference for me coming from the design stuff was just that I don't just want to sit in front of a computer Mm -hmm. all day long and that's what most of that was but being able to really be hands-on with the camera and mm -hmm. there's a lot more interaction with people obviously and that kind of thing just I don't know it feels a lot more like hands-on creative to me yeah. um than when I was just kind of sitting in front of a computer which I still enjoy here and there but um yeah the video definitely felt more like a creative outlet and the more I've learned and tried to grow in it it's just and i just love it <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's a good thing you know, yeah you want to you want to find something that you can do with your life that you love right uh, and uh speaking of things that i love and, and uh, we probably might even both love because you're a fan of music uh -huh. i'm a fan of music and uh there's a company based out of nashville tennessee and they produce music it's a record label company called uh zion hill records uh, or hill zion records sorry and they, um, it's a Christian label. They're producing some rap, some R&B, uh, just some upbeat music. And the beauty of it is you can listen to it with your family, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't have That doesn't happen that. very often no, with that kind of music. It doesn't. <laughs> and it's nice knowing you, because you are a man of a family, right? You got mm -hmm. some youngins. Yep. Some little kids. We've got four little boys. Four little boys. And, and you want them to listen to music that pleases God. You want them to feel that... Uh, they feel that joy, and, and you want to have that positive emotion whenever they listen to music without all the bad words. And th this, is a, this is a group that likes to promote that type of thing. They like music like that. They like supporting creative people. And because of those reasons, they support the podcast. And that's why they're our sponsor of the day. Nice. Yeah, Hill Zion Records. So if you guys are interested, we'll have a link to the for them if you're watching the video. The, the link's right here. Uh, definitely go check them out. Uh, especially X Truth on Spotify. Uh, Taurus Hearns is his real name. Great guy. I love working with him. We've done some lyric videos and that type of thing. And I look forward to working with him some more. He'll be coming in town. We'll do some photo shoots here soon. And you'll be able to see all those photos on the website as well as social media. But let's bring this back into you now. Let's talk about that evolution. You've uh, we, we talked a little bit about your evolution of music. Yeah. 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 Are you still uh, are you still really heavy in the rock scene as far as your personal preference? Is that still what you cater towards? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, 
it's funny. It's back. <laughs> it's it's kind of everything in between too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's um, I do listen to some super crazy heavy stuff that people probably wouldn't imagine that I listen to. Yeah. But then obviously worship music too. But then I mean a little bit of everything. I love stuff like um, a lot of acoustic kind of stuff. Like I used to listen to the Civil Wars a lot, and like really? people like Johnny Swim and. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of acoustic, more singer-songwriter, folky kind of stuff, um, and even almost country, but, um, yeah. you know, stuff like Chris Stapleton mm -hmm. and things like that I really love. I'm not big on the newer, more modern country kind of stuff, but, yeah. and even the hip-hop kind of stuff that, you know, I can really get into anything that I feel like is well done and, yeah. um, you know, I'll enjoy listening to a lot of different things. Yeah, it's uh, I think whenever you start to understand a subject or become an expert in it, there's like we were talking about this on the last one uh, with Rich Harris. He also is in music and he's also culinary. So whenever you experience good things, you can appreciate it, even if it's not necessarily your style. Yeah. And that goes for music or food, but it also goes for cinema. It's like, well, I would have done that slightly different. But overall, like it was it was really well done and sure. I can appreciate it. Right. So uh, like you said, country's you know not my favorite either <laughs> but there's quite a few country songs that i really enjoy listening to yeah because it was it was put together well mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of uh music videos that i i i'm more drawn by the music video than the music itself mm -hmm. uh, and you start to recognize well done producing um i don't know is in your line for video work have you started to venture into the music i know you mentioned the drummer but is there a lot of music and video overlap for you um, there's not a ton. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's been talk of a lot of projects, um, with music videos and that kind of thing. And yeah. I mean, certainly there's like the music part that goes along with the video, which I love even just yeah. trying to select the right music and, um, the sound design kind mm -hmm. of stuff that can go along with video. I love that stuff and think that like my music experience has helped a ton with that because, um, you know, I feel like I've seen some people when you're not musical, it's hard to just kind yeah. of figure that out <laughs> and feel your way through it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I still love doing that part of it. Yeah. So uh, what do you think, like it, the reason for not doing more musical projects would be, is it, is it, uh, regionally, we just don't have that type of, uh, the supply and demand, you know, maybe yeah. this, the need for it isn't really here. Is it? you know, artists, the starving artist problem is like they're, they're capable of great things, but they don't have the money to achieve it, you know? So mm -hmm. like, or is it, you know, that's just not a demographic you really want to hit right now. You're focusing more on like the wedding videos and, um, you know, events and corporate work. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, a big part of it, I think is just the music scene that mm -hmm. it's not, um, just not, incredibly like thriving here yeah, in, yeah. here in our area you know so um a lot of what people end up doing to be successful with music is playing covers in the bars and stuff like that because that's what they can actually get paid for right um so i i think that's part of it you know that's always hard for musicians to have a budget for anything yeah yeah <laughs> um but no it's it's something i would love to do just mm -hmm. because it does mixed together two things that I love. Um, and really we've even like, we don't do 
very many wedding videos. Um, I think we did um, maybe like five last year. Um, But, and that's something that's fine, but really we do a lot more of the smaller promo kind of videos Mm -hmm. and um, short ads for YouTube and that kind of stuff. Uh, We're just finishing up like a uh, educational video course um, for a client. And, um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of different stuff. And then of course I just kind of have fun doing some of my own videos for YouTube too. Some of the vlogs. Uh, Yeah. Which is, is funny, but it's, uh, I was watching one today. Uh, it was called, um, uh, furry Potter. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, if you won't copyright strike me, I'll throw it up here real quick. Sure. Yeah. 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 got these cute little kids uh uh-huh. uh i see at least two of the boys in the video and they're yep. uh, swinging them wands and uh pop uh, papa furs over here throwing in some cool vfx for them <laughs> i i'm really excited i got a little brother he's he's four right now and i really want to make those you know crazy little yes. fun vfx videos um I think they're they're it's really neat whenever you get to like see a kid's imagination and try to like as an adult like well that's not possible but like as an adult now that you have VFX you're like it's not but we can try our best to make it yes right? we like, can make it look possible yeah yeah <laughs> and like uh, I think uh, like a lot of times adults um as you're growing up you start to that creative side of what isn't possible starts to, like you know dissolve a little bit because mm-hmm. you're in the real world you got bills you got responsibilities and you don't have time to be like ah what if what if my legs were fish <laughs> you wouldn't think of that uh-huh. no one's gonna think of that but right but a four-year-old will uh-huh <laughs> yes and if you can make them see it then yeah. they'll be over the moon yeah i mean just yeah. think about like like instagram the snapchat filters now it's oh, like yeah. a dog face somebody had to think of that yep yeah this and as somebody's getting paid to be really creative like that and that's it's cool to think that um that fun little projects that you're doing with your kids could inspire them to be the next coders for all these apps and right you know, it, it may not seem viable now it might be just like a fun little project but uh, you'd be surprised what inspires little kids to to go into the fields they're in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like for you, at least with the video, it was just something like you were just kind of interested. As you got older, you're probably I'm guessing around 20s, whenever you first started experimenting with like yeah. making videos and stuff. Yep. Um, but like growing up, was there any um, like films or music videos, MTV stuff like that that stood out to you? It's like, oh wow, this would be really cool to make and produce and all that. Yeah, or- I mean, I I remember a lot of them. Um, I think at the time, because of course that's when like eighth grade is when we started our first band. Yeah, and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, from then on, I was in a band in one way or another. So mostly it still was around the music because mm-hmm. that's what I loved. And like, 
anything that I would have done was to support that. Mm -hmm. So even, I don't think I looked at video with a critical eye at that point. You know, I certainly would have said like that video was awesome. Like, um, man, there were some weird ones back then too. Like when we were watching, it was like some Nirvana videos and Soundgarden and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, you're probably too young for some of that stuff, but Uh, the, uh, (laughs) the Soundgarden video for a black hole sun. Okay. Super weird, but that yeah. one was really memorable <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did love it how, you know, you can take the concept of a song and then mm-hmm. put it into yeah. into video was super cool. Yeah. Uh growing up, whenever I'd listen to music, I would I would see like I, I never saw the music videos for them. Um I didn't have like internet so like middle school or something uh-huh. like that. And yeah, you know, like kids have phones right now at the age of three but when i was growing up <laughs> i would hear music and i would like close my eyes and i would just like have these very vivid um visuals in my head of what that what goes with that music and mm-hmm. it would be like like characters acting things out and for me that's always been something like since you know young age of maybe probably like seven or eight that first started happening yeah um and i was like oh yeah i would love to do music videos now i've never really been musically inclined play piano a little bit here and there but like overall it was never something um that I dove too much into, but after, you know, starting the business and being able to uh, get some real nice film equipment, we can go out and produce these ideas that I've had in my head yeah. and produce that for other people and like bring this high level quality to, to their work. And for me, that's always been a, a really fun part of, mm-hmm. the, for, of my experience. Right? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, 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 learning, I guess, what has been the thing that's helped you the most? Cause you, you've experimented with a lot of different creative mediums. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say you probably have a lot of experience with learning. What's been the most helpful throughout that process? Well, I mean, it's funny to say, but YouTube has been <laughs> yep. huge in all of that. It's just like, I mean, it's so hard to even fathom how people used, used to learn some of these things because now it's, you have, hundreds of teachers mm-hmm. a click away yeah. that you w- learn whatever you want from them basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I always had and have had and still have, um, somebody kind of in it with me. Mm-hmm. And so that's helped me in a huge way just to, um, not feel like I'm kind of doing it on my own. Yeah. So, um, one way or another, it's usually a friend or someone who has kind of that same interest that's in it with me. Mm-hmm. It was always the way with the bands that I was in and everything. Those were kind of my closest friends at the time, um, that we'd spend all our time together working on that stuff. And, yeah. um, now I've got a, um, a friend, Kyle, who's been working with me on stuff for about a year and a half and filming with me and editing and he hadn't really done much of it before um so he's learning along the way too and so it's kind of i'm learning stuff and then i'm trying to funnel it down to him too and Mm -hmm. um yeah i just love that collaborative thing and of course you know in working with someone else there are always times when you have one idea and they have another idea but it's a good process to go through to figure out you know what's the best creative decision so Um, it's always good to have someone uh, there to kind of bounce things off of and helps you grow so much more when it's just not 
oh, I'll do this and nobody questions it. Yeah. So is he working for you or is that more of like a partnership? Um, and like, is he, does he fall under Ryan for media or Ryan for creative? Um, I mean, I guess he would probably say he does right now. I just, um, I hire him when I can and when he has time to do it. Cause mm-hmm. he's got, um, another full-time job and he also has three young kids. Yep. <laughs> um, so that makes for a busy schedule, but um, but yeah, he's, he's been doing a lot and, um, we've kind of got plans, I think to, uh, to try to bring him on eventually under that umbrella, um, mm-hmm. so that we can, uh, do that full time together, which yeah. would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Cummins going to come after you, have a <laughs> non-competitive hire <laughs> agreement with you, right? You're scouting out all their talent. <laughs> yep. Uh, misunderstandings, man. Misconceptions. What do people, what do people ask you the most? Like, uh, you know, something you have to explain over and over or just something you want to address here? Mm. Oh man, that's a good one. I think, uh, I guess it's probably like any creative field when you start talking about how much is this project going to cost? Okay. Um, that it's, <laughs> I think, well, in photography or anything, people assume like, well, I only need to pay you for the, like, you're going to come for a day and take pictures. Then I only, like, yeah. you're only going to work on it for a day, but you're like, no, I've got 30 hours after that yep. that I'm going to be editing and doing all this stuff. So I yeah. think just, um, especially in a smaller market like we're in, like there are a lot of people who just don't know kind of the process of what goes into filming and editing and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. So just being able to communicate that um, to get someone oh, to understand, yeah. like, you know, I'm not just coming in to for an hour to take a video with my phone and then go home and email it to you. Like, yeah. the- <laughs> well, I mean, it's partly they don't understand the creative process in this, and then they also don't understand. Uh, well, I wouldn't say they don't understand, but they have mis uh, misconceptions about operating a business. Sure. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I need to make at least this much an hour. I bought this camera, and if I'm using it X amount of hours from the time I buy it till the time I operate it that's basically me pricing it out as rent per hour. Right. So it's like on average, my camera cost me $15 an hour. Now mm-hmm. that's just me shooting off numbers. But then you also have health insurance. It's like, well, I don't have health. I'm, I'm my own business. Man. Right. Like I have to be <laughs> able to provide for my family and kids. And if your wife um, doesn't work for a company or your spouse doesn't work for a company that offers health plans, like, mm-hmm. all right, well now I have to take that out. And so on top of that, you're getting taxed at anywhere from 20 to 40%. Yeah. And it's like, there's just so much that goes into it. It's like, by the end of the day, you're making $4 an hour. <laughs> right. And it's yeah. like, well, I, I need to make a little bit more because then work's inconsistent. Yeah. You know, especially if you're starting out. So you got um, maybe uh, maybe 40, 40 hours a week, but that's, you know, three weeks out of the four for the month or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you get like 45 weeks out of the year or something like that. But that's still, you know, a, compared to other people, um they may not realize, but that's the equivalent of you taking like five weeks off the year. Right. Yeah. And there's no paid vacations for uh, independent. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. You have to account that I can't film all day every day because I have to edit and yeah. I can't film and edit all day every day because I have to work on taxes and financials. And, oh gosh. You know, we and can, I don't get paid for that time. We can talk forever <laughs> about that. Yeah. Whenever you start a business and you're like, oh, I love doing this thing. I can't wait to do it. For all the time. Uh-huh. And then you're like, I'm an admin now. 
<laughs> now that's not shade for an admin, but uh-huh. I uh, I went into this business thinking I was going to make a bunch of videos and design things, and yep. now probably twenty five percent of my time is managing employees or doing accounting work, scheduling meetings, like all of the work that um. I guess what I'm trying to say is I should hire an admin. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what it sounds like. But so, I mean, for anybody trying yeah. to write, run a business, unless you're like a consultant uh, or, you know, like something like where you're already doing a lot of that administrative work for other companies, mm-hmm. it's not what you're going into your profession for, right? So right. I, I definitely agree with you. It's, uh, it can be a hard part of trying to explain that to customers. But then if you're struggling with it, maybe you need to hire someone like a consultant for sales or hire a full-time right. sales. Yeah. Uh, there's a company called Real Goats. Now it's R-E-E-L. Uh-huh. And they started out really small company doing film work. And it was one guy and then he started getting picked up. So he hired a friend and then his brother was having a rough time. So he hired his brother. And uh, they started working with uh, the baby. Uh, originally went by Baby Jesus. Very controversial name. <laughs> he was a rapper based out of Charlotte. Super good guy. Like uh-huh. he, he's... Um, I wouldn't say super good, but he's a very talented artist. Yeah. Uh, he shows a lot of signs of like he values the family and he puts that above uh, his like uh, his friends. And I think there's a lot of value like of, of trying to be a family man, especially in the culture of rap. It's not something yeah. like, oh, be dedicated to your spouse and stuff. So. Right. But all in all, uh, real goats start working with them and the uh, baby's music blows up. And then he brings them with them because they've continually produced really good content and they continually produced a lot of uh, meaningful work for him. And and throughout this period of time, uh, like you can watch all this online. They only have mm-hmm. like 20 videos on their channel that aren't music videos. And it's like all their behind the scenes and explain their, their story of what it's like to uh, produce really good quality content. But then he brought his brother in and his brother's like super lazy. And that was the reason he needed the job. And he comes in and he's a terrible <laughs> editor. He's a terrible video guy. But he's like, you have a background in sales. He used to sell cars. He was pretty good at it. And he comes in and then he's like able to like bring validation to their prices. Yeah. So even though he wasn't contributing work towards the product he was able to almost double their income yeah because he was really good at sales and it was like uh, validating well per hour and explain what it would be with the camera why the camera is so expensive we have insurance we have one set insurance we have employee insurance uh we have like these health benefits that we have uh we have to pay rent taxes uh all these different things and he was able to explain that and then also on top of that explain the value it brings to their brand and their market yeah so it's like oh you need to if you don't have a music video uh, you lose like 40% engagement and like 60% overall impressions. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're able to do that to a company, uh, it's not like they're being rude and they're trying to dismiss you, but you have to speak the language that they want. And yeah. to them, it's dollars. Yeah, right. It <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh, now, some people are different. Some people want engagement. Some people want um, views. Some people want conversations, relationships, whatever your client wants, you have to kind of adapt to that need. Yeah, but everyone wants a return if they're going to invest <laughs> yeah, in exactly. what you do, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, right on. So I did have one question that kind of stood out as we were talking today. Um, uh, you love music, right? Yeah. And you love this creative outlet starting to go deeper into the video. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you could pay, uh, if you got paid the same amount and it was more than enough to provide for your family and yourself in your retirement, which one uh, which one would you focus on? Ooh, man. 
I mean, I think now it would have to be video. Really? Yeah. Good. I mean, it's it's hard, but because I know that, um, like it it could be it could have been music at some point, but I think I passed the point in my life where living on tour is not appealing anymore. Okay, yeah, yeah um, that makes sense. You know, especially just being away from family and that kind of thing. Like there are parts of it I would love that are, but I know. Well, it's kind of like you said how people view owning your own business and all you do is make videos all day. But like, you know, when you're out touring and you're playing shows, like you get that hour yeah. of like good stuff and then you're sleeping on floors and riding in a van oh, yeah. and, you know. And even when you're signed by a label, if you look like I'm sure you're familiar because you're within yeah. the music industry to a degree like you're familiar with it mm -hmm. but a lot of people aren't aware of like how much money a performer actually makes it's like ticket sales no yeah. that goes to the stadium it's yeah. like all right well what about what about the spotify plays it's like streaming a little bit but most of that's going to spotify you yeah know, or taylor or swift showed everybody that <laughs> yeah exactly and the record label is going to take everything except for basically merchandise and even now they're starting to try to take a part of yeah. that so it's like all right buy my merch and uh that's about it that's really all i need from you yeah and and because all the money that they're making is pretty much going to the record label or to the venues that they're performing at and they're not making as much money as i mean you know you have the outliers like beaver who's you know probably got a billion in the bank but right most yeah people... when you're a top artist in the mainstream but, yeah i mean i remember two situations at least where i talked to um, one artist that I knew had been playing around forever in my mind were like huge successful and they made just it. talked about how, what a struggle it was and everything. And that, you know, they were making about $18,000 a year. Yeah. And I'm like, man, yeah, that's crazy. And, and not only that, but then another group that was kind of the same way they're on their second album signed with a big, well-known label. Yeah. And they were trying to sell their shirts for like $5 because they were still in this massive amount of debt to their record label. Yeah. You know, that it's just, it, it happens. Like it, people are like, Oh, you got signed by Sony. You made it. It's like, right. no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's actually what happened with Kesha. Um, I mean, not that I'm, I supported her in general. I mean, she made some good music for the most part. Like it was pop, it was popular and a lot of people liked it, mm -hmm. but the record label's like, yeah, you're not producing anymore. And there was like some sexual accusations and stuff like that. And basically they put her behind the, the curtain and yeah. wouldn't let her perform anymore. None of the music she was getting the rights to. So then like long story short, she's just like four years out of a job, but she signed and can't get out of it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, how do you make money? It's like, you don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's sad. And I think she's finally out of that situation with Sony where she's able to produce her own music. Yeah. And I hear, I, I see her featuring on a couple songs every once in a while. But when you're hot, you can charge 40000 a feature. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing now she makes significantly less. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, do you want to talk about uh, Rockstock or any of your other business ventures right now? Or do you want to keep keep going on with the music stuff? Oh, I don't care. Um, so, I mean... You want to do, do a little plug? Yeah. I mean, I've got another company called Rockstock Pedal Company. And uh, we make, like, guitar effects, mm -hmm. um, pedals and that kind of stuff. But uh, we've been doing that for about five years now. And um, it's kind of, at this point, actually, we're looking at um, 
kind of moving away from that and letting somebody else kind of take on um, the company and everything. And, uh, but man, it's, it's been awesome. We've had so many cool opportunities to um, hook up with artists that we've loved and actually get to, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of go hang out and meet them and, and that kind of stuff. So that's been crazy. I mean, just, well, this past December and like Steve um, is my friend that we did that together. See, I always have a friend in it with me yep. <laughs> um, that uh, he sent me a, a picture of a Christmas card that we got from Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, who gets a Christmas card from Iron Maiden? Like that's, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Did but... it have them all in like uh, Santa outfits, but they're no. still like in their full dress? I, I wish they would have done something like that, but all I saw was their logo and, uh. and everything, but. Yeah, like a little Santa hat off the logo. Yeah. It's been cool. Um, but again, that's been another thing. Like, I'm not playing music, but it kind of kept me in the music industry in a way. Yeah. Um, so we could go hang out. And a lot of different artists in the Christian industry and mainstream and and all kinds of different places. So, yeah, yeah it's been a cool ride. Um, but it's kind of, for me anyway, mm-hmm. kind of coming to an end i think but i'm happy to um i think we've got somebody now that we're going to pass it on to that's really going to take it and run with it so that's yeah it's cool to see it kind of keep going yeah well it's good uh, it's good when things come to an end yeah on a good note yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) i know like oh i know there are plenty of people who have lost their livelihoods on things like that and we were incredibly lucky um, to do what we did with that well I think we can uh, probably come to an end on the podcast as well on a good note. Uh, would you like to plug anything right now? You want to tell people what you're up to, where they can find you, where they can keep up with whatever it is that you're doing on a daily? Sure, yeah. Um, you can find me and Ryan for Creative on um, Facebook and um, at my website, ryanfur.com, on Instagram, all the good places, and um, my YouTube channel just under Ryan Fur. if you want to see me um doing some silly other things in front of the camera instead of uh working behind the camera <laughs> yeah so if you guys are uh, interested in anything uh outside of what we talked about on the podcast if you want to follow up with uh ryan we'll have links to those in the description if you're on uh spotify google play itunes anything like that highly recommend you guys check it out on youtube it is nice getting a face with the voice especially for these long discussions uh it really i think bring some uh, personal uh, value to it. And if you guys are interested um, in either having recommendations or coming on the podcast yourself, you can check us out at triflix.com, T-R-I-F-L-I-X.com. We'll have links in the description for that as well. If you would like to sponsor or uh, you know anybody that would like to sponsor, such as uh, Hill Zion Records, we would greatly appreciate that. You can do the same on triflix.com. Just reach out to us on the contact page. But other than that, I look forward to talking to you guys on the next episode and having someone else on. But as far as today, it was really nice getting to talk to you, man. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Anytime.